It's four o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live with no applause. All right. I don't know why the audio is not getting there today. It certainly should be getting there. It's showing up. That's weird. Anyway, hi, guys. Welcome to the big show. Good to see you. Good to be back on this fine Monday. Um, today, we're going to talk about do you need a middleman? And before we jump in, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to this channel if you're not already a subscriber so you can watch me make a complete fool of myself even after I've triple-checked my setup. Um, and give us a thumbs up if you like what you uh, hear in today's show. Also want to remind you that later in the show we are going to give away an AKG Aura microphone. Yay, that's pretty cool. Um, here, do I have uh, applause on this? No, I've got... A burp sound effect. <laughs> nice. Very professional. Um, so settle in, get comfy, and prepare to find out if you need a middleman or not. And also later in the show, I'm going to tell you about this really awesome new taxi benefit that we're going to roll out. But before I do any of that, um, I want to share something with you. Uh, we had a, a Zoom meeting a few days ago with, I think, 15 different production music library owners. Um, in the United States. We're going to do the same meeting over again probably next week with all of our European and uh, uh, libraries that are outside of the U.S. Anyway, I asked them uh, to start sending in reporting deals, replacements when they get them because they never do. They're always so busy. And we're actually offering at the end of the year, we're going to cut all these pieces of paper up, throw them into a box, pull one name out, and whichever library owner that is, gets a plane ticket anywhere on the planet Earth they want to go with a cap of $2,500. So it could be one awesome ticket to who knows where that's really expensive, or it could be two, you know, uh, $1,250 tickets, one for the library owner, one for best friend or spouse, significant other, whatever. Anyway, so uh, guess what I just got right before I went on the air? So this is just one library reporting very recent stuff. I'm going to bring down my audio just a pinch. The sink is off now. Oh, dear God. What next? Um, maybe try refreshing your browser. Uh, anyway, so this is just from one library today, and these are recent, I believe. Uh, song Gonna Crash by C.K. Barlow and Michelle Lockie in ABC Promos. Big money there. Ooh, She Bad by Marcus Cohen and Callie J and Secret Lives of College Girls. Yay. Uh, Little Sunbeam, uh, Steve Rice by Steve Rice got into How I Met Your Father. Uh, Your Love is a Cruel and Beautiful Thing, which was Ethan Akamura. Um, got that in the show The Consultant. Uh, Until Your Life Turns Your Way Again by Ian Donaldson it got into a feature film on NB MGM called The Boys in the Boat. 110% uh, by Owen Chaim and Jessica Ekandari got into Saturdays. Best Ever by Marcus Cohn and Scott Horton got into CBS promos. Um, One Life by Marcus Cohn and Jody Lynn Gerver got into Bel Air. Il Capo by Austin Falingo and John Padgett got into Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is a film. And finally, number 10, Let Me Be Down by Owen Chaim and Cassandra Vegas uh, got into Not Dead Yet on ABC. So I would venture to say that every one of those placements had a sync fee attached. Um, this is just one library. I'm, I, I would guess that these placements are all very recent. So it just gives you an idea of how many placements are happening every day because of connections people have made through taxi. Um, it's heartwarming. And now we're going to start finding out a lot about a lot more. Do you guys ever take a moment to read the member deals um, that comes out every month in our newsletter? You should. You'd be shocked at some of the stuff in there. So... Um, Okay, uh, all right, I read the deals now. We're moving on to the Webster's Dictionary definition of middleman. And they say it's an intermediary or agent between two parties, especially a dealer. 
agent or company intermediate between the producer of goods and the retailer or consumer. So taxi's not a dealer. Uh, taxi's not an agent uh, because we don't commission any deals like an agent would. Uh, is taxi an intermediary between producers of music and the entities that consume it? Well, according to these, sounds like it. Um, yes, but once again, taxi doesn't commission any deals. If you make money, you keep all the money. Taxi doesn't get involved in the negotiation or participate in the transaction in any way, shape, and form. Instead, taxi identifies those who need specific types of music and when they need it, because we all know that timing is everything. Um, taxi also filters music submitted for those needs to see if it's on target for those specific needs and is over the quality bar. If the music meets those two criteria, then we forward the music to the person or the company that asked us to find it for him. Some people have suggested, <laughs> this is funny to me, I don't know, maybe not to you, but it is to me. Some people have suggested the taxi is more like a dating service, like it's just lunch, uh, that does the work of pre-qualifying possible matches for you. Um, I'd like to meet a man who's a college-educated dude, at least 5'11 tall, with dark hair, dark eyes, with a great sense of humor, a love of exotic food, a full-time career, and loves to travel. So there you go. Now, uh, we know you could spend tons of time and effort doing the searching and vetting yourself to find that person. Uh, you could go to singles bars, you could place ads, you could ask your friends and your relatives to introduce you to people they know. You could go to parties. Uh, you could go to singles events. You could spend hours a day swiping on Tinder. Or you could go to speed dating events. You could do all that stuff. Um, or you could sign up for, uh, what was it called? Uh, it's Just Lunch. Um, I'm old, so I've never used any of those things. And married, I might say. Um, okay, so do you pay taxes? I hope you do. Well, actually, I wish you didn't, but uh, I hope you do so you stay out of trouble. You could do your taxes yourself. You could buy TurboTax and hope that their algorithm and your knowledge of the tax code uh, don't lead you to missing anything or getting yourself in trouble. Or you could buy, get ready for this, the 2022 edition of the Internal Revenue Code for $1,674 and read all 1,942 pages to see which of the aspects of the tax code apply to your personal situation. You can do that yourself. Or you could just hire an accountant whose job it is to know that stuff and save yourself ton, tons of time and effort. Um, let me ask you, uh, do you have a retirement account or an investment account? Because you could spend lear years learning how to day trade or you could do all your own research on which stocks and bonds and ETFs or commodities to buy. Or you could use a personal investment advisor or you could use TD Ameritrade. Not that I'm endorsing any of these companies, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, E-Trade. Um, or invest in mutual funds like Vanguard or Fidelity uh, because you don't have the time or the skills yourself to do the research, identify, vet the companies, and evaluate all the possible ways or places that you could invest your money, right? So, um, you don't have to hire somebody to clean your toilets when you can do it yourself, clearly. You don't have to get your groceries delivered when you can do it for yourself, right? You don't have to hire a wedding planner when you can do it yourself. You don't have to get fast food delivered when you can do it for yourself, unless you're lazy and really sucked into something on Netflix. You don't have to hire a gardener to cut your lawn because you can do that yourself. Oh, here's a tough one. And you don't have to go to a gym or hire a personal trainer when you can do it for yourself, right? We all get on that uh, exercise equipment at home every day before we take a shower in the morning, right? Well, maybe not me. Um, anyway, you can do all those things yourself. And do you know, ooh, get ready for some really cool visual effects, although I may have blown them <laughs> in uh, all my little video work I just had to do. Uh, anyway, do you know 
who the very first company was that said that you don't need to use taxi because you can research who the companies in the music business are. Um, you can research who has the right, who the right contacts are at those companies. You can research what types of music they typically get placements for. You can research what types of deals they offer. You can research how long they've been in business. You can research how many placements they've had. You can research if they're more successful at getting instrumentals or songs placed. You can research what their email addresses are. You can research what their phone numbers are. And you can research if the composers and artists that are already signed to them are happy with them, right? You can do all that stuff yourself. All right. So. Uh, now I'm going to show you, brace yourselves, hold on, everybody stop chatting in the chat room, pay big attention to the screen. I'm going to show you guys which company was the first company that said Taxi is the second best way to get a record publishing or film and TV deal. Yep. We said that. Do you know when we said that? all the way back that brochure that you're looking at is from 2001 and we used that brochure for over 15 years we don't do any paper mailings anymore but for 15 years we sent stacks of those brochures out all over the world every day telling people that taxi was actually the second oh yes drum roll shoot i forgot the darn drum roll and a fanfare Gotta love that. Nothing but classy sound effects for this show, right? Um, anyway, all the way back in 2001 and for the next 15 years, Taxi was the company telling our potential customers that they could do it better themselves than Taxi could do it. But Taxi was actually created for people who either don't have the time or don't have the business skills, um, they, you know, they just don't have the time. Um, okay, let me ask you, do you have a full-time job? <laughs> do you have a family with soccer practice, school plays, science fairs, little league, dance recitals, all that stuff? Probably. Um, as Marion said in the chat room, or you don't live in LA or New York or Nashville, that's a good point as well. Um, do you have adult responsibilities that consume most of your time? watching Netflix. There's an adult responsibility, right? Binging. Uh, do you have time to research what the companies in the music business are? Research who the right contacts are at the companies? Research what types of deals they offer? Research how long they've been in business? How many placements they've had? Uh, if they're more successful at getting instrumentals, plates versus songs? That's a big one. Um, research what their email addresses are for the people who matter at the companies, the people you want to meet. Research what their phone numbers are. Research if composers and artists that are already signed to them are happy with them. Or would you rather have somebody else do it all for you so that you can spend your incredibly valuable time making music, creating music, recording it, and producing it? The music that the industry actually needs, would you rather do that or do all this research. So that's why I invented the concept of taxi 31 years ago. 31 years ago. By the way, we forgot to do an anniversary show this year, but happy anniversary, taxi. So why am I bringing all this up today? Because right now, as we're speaking on the internet, or as who is it Dave Letterman calls it the interwebs? Uh, because there's several companies out there who are in the sync space that tout that they can teach you how to do all that research so you can do all that stuff I just mentioned. Yay, go ahead, learn it. Um, if you've got the time and the willpower and the business skills, why not? Um, some of these companies have either directly mentioned taxi or indirectly mentioned, in, I should say indirectly inferred taxi without actually mentioning taxi's name. And that's okay. But not when they say or strongly infer that taxi is a scam. Ooh, look, I just did a Joe Biden scam. Anyway, yeah, you know, um, here's an example of what one of them said in a recent YouTube video. Okay, pay attention, guys. Um, 
And if you know who I'm speaking about, please don't mention his name in, in the chat room. Um, and I'm quoting him here. We actually did a transcript and, and I'm reading word for word what this guy said on his video a week or so ago. Um, I definitely think one of the more legitimately scammy things that you'll see in this industry are middlemen shopping companies. I call these sometimes cattle call companies. Uh, now scamming in terms of, and then he says, we got to be very careful here. Yeah, we got to be very careful here not to mention a company's name. So I don't mean scamming in terms of some of these companies are going to, you know, charge you, take your music and then literally sit on them and do nothing. I mean, I'm sure some of them do. Again, I'm quoting word for word. I've definitely heard of those stories, but the bigger companies, and I won't name them, you probably have come across them, the bigger companies, where they're promising, you know, hey, pay us your membership fees and we will basically send you licensing opportunities or we will shop your music for you or, or whatever they're promising to do. And still quoting here. Oh no, I'm not, <laughs> so I'm out of here. Um, uh, so even though this person didn't name Taxi directly, let me ask you this question in light of that last statement. If I asked you which company is the biggest manufacturer of electric cars, what company do you think I would be referring to? Yeah, you can answer that in the chat. <laughs> I asked my attorney, I was talking to my lawyer about this on uh, Friday, and I asked my attorney, uh, electric cars, <laughs> Muskie Motors, Tesla, yes. So, you know, even though this person um, is saying, well, you know, the biggest one or the bigger ones or whatever he said. Anyway, okay, so now when this person says, and I'm quoting again, um, but the bigger companies, I won't name them, you have probably come across them where they're promising you, you know, um, hey, you pay us your membership fees and we'll basically send you licensing opportunities or we will shop your music for you or whatever they're promising to do. <laughs> Which company do you think he was trying to conjure up in your mind's eye? And notice that earlier said, and I quote again, We've got to be very careful here because he didn't want to get his ass sued, right? Um, careful about what? What does he have to be careful about? Oh, I know, uh, not getting sued? Sure. He goes on and it gets worse. And once again here, I'm quoting. Um, um, let's just go with the ones that are legitimately doing that. They're literally taking your music and at least putting it out there for clients, or at least actually sending you legitimate licensing opportunities, even those ones that are doing it legitimately, you got to remember what you're a part of. Remember, you're a part of a sort of cattle call company, right? What they're doing is ringing a big loud bell that's going out to tens of thousands, tens of thousands of producers, hundreds of thousands of producers, so, and this is me talking now, the quote is over for the moment. So let's stop for a minute. Which company do you think he is saying is sending out listings to tens of thousands of producers, hundreds of thousands of producers? Can you even name another big company that does what Taxi does? I honestly couldn't think of one. I can think of some smaller ones. I could think of one that people would refer to as big or biggest or bigger. Um, so if he is referring to taxi, he's giving outrageous numbers out that are nothing short of making it up and lying about it, flat out lying. So he's inferring, I believe that he's inferring that it's taxi and he's flat out lying. Um, so where am I? I'm lost. Uh, oh, and for the record, Taxi does not have tens of thousands of producers or hundreds of thousands of producers, not even close, but for some reason this person thinks we do. Uh, I think he maybe is a little envious. So why would he say that? Could it be because he's selling a course on how to do the legwork yourself? Could it be? And if my memory serves correctly, part of what I think he's selling is he includes a list of music libraries. 
So he doesn't want you to pay taxi or that big company. He wants you to pay him. So rather than touting his own success or the quality of what he's doing, he's trying to unsell you on the concept of working with the middleman, which look, for some people, they don't need it. They've got the time, they've got the chops. God bless them. Remember, we said it first, taxi is the second best way to get a record publishing or film and TV deal. Only the second best way. All right. Um, so hypothetically, tens of thousands of your fellow producers of music library music could be getting taking his course and getting that same list. So he's saying, boy, I, I would join a company inferring taxi uh, because, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, but yet he's selling a list of music libraries, which means that every person buying that list from him um, is now sending unsolicited emails and carpet bombing these libraries. <laughs> I mentioned that on my <clears throat> on my Zoom meeting with the 15 libraries the other day, and they're like, oh, dear God. Um, anyway, so he continues, and I'm quoting him again. Some of the big companies have hundreds of thousands of people. This gets really good. Some of the big companies have hundreds of thousands of people like you that are also getting the same emails, the same blast, the same opportunities, um, and getting everybody hyped up. I would love to know who's sending out opportunities to hundreds of thousands of people. Getting them hyped up on some huge, hey, they're going to pay you $50,000 for the sync fee, or this is $100,000. Well, we've had some that big. They're, they're pretty rare, but uh, we get them, and they're real. Um, and, and he continues, I'm still quoting here, and it's getting everybody hyped up, and they're sending their music, and the odds are just not in anybody's favor, right? When you have that many composers, that many producers, it's kind of like you're all being hurdled, hurdled, I say, into essentially this opportunity. Chances are, even if you have great music, you're probably just not going to get it. I think he means a deal, a placement, because there's going to be one track that gets onto it, meaning one track that gets placement, and probably 5,000 songs that get submitted to it. 5,000. I don't like those odds for my career for my sources of income, still quoting him here, I'm not taking one out of 5,000. Sorry, not good enough for me. I hope it's not good enough for you either. These companies for sure leave a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths because they feel like, hey, I was in sync licensing. I got into this company and they were sending my music out and then nothing happened. Well, I beg to differ, dude. That's just one company in like one week's worth of placements of just taxi members, okay? One company. We work with, I mean, we've got like 3,000 in our database. We probably have somewhere in the neighborhood of, I don't know, 25, 30, 40, 50 libraries, um, entities, I should say record labels, libraries, whatever, that are active with us in any given month. Um, and, and those companies for sure leave a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, because they feel like, hey, I was in sync licensing. I got into this company. They were sending my music out and then nothing happened. And he knows that as a fact because he's polled thousands of people and said, how do you feel? And they told him, well, this is what I feel like. I was in a sync company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and he concludes it by saying, uh, and so it's all a scam and nothing works out. Really? Really? What a jackass. For the record, in 31 years of being in business, Taxi has never had a listing that got 5,000 submissions, not even close. Um, nor have we ever forwarded anything like 5,000 songs. So you're one of 5,000 that might get picked. Oh my God, where did he make this stuff up? So here, I asked Tom this morning, because uh, I knew I was going to do this on the show today, uh, if he would pull me submission and forward numbers from the last 20 taxi listings. So this is for you, person who wears a blue shirt a lot. Um, you know who you are. I'm sure you're going to see this show. So this is for you, just so you can have some actual facts. Um, listing number S230204CN, looking for very current dance pop songs, 21 submissions and six forwards. S230204GN, indie pop songs for commercials, 58 submissions, six forwards. 
S230130NT, 60s and 70s songs um, from 65 to 80, 1980. 15 submissions and two forwards. Uh, S230203TR, Indie Electro Pop Artisan Bands, 26 submissions, three forwards. Sync Friendly Hip Hop Instrumentals, 25 submissions, five forwards. EDM-inspired pop songs, 59 submissions with 11 forwards. Heavy rock songs with Southern blues influence, 60 submissions, five forwards. Um, Sync-friendly pop instrumental cues, five submissions. Do you believe that? Sync-friendly pop instrumental cues, we only got five submissions. We had one forward. Uplifting anthemic orchestral instrumentals, 86 submissions and eight forwards. Current sounding soca songs, 11 submissions and zero forwards. Pop ballads uh, for Lucy Thomas, um, 77 submissions, three forwards. Here comes Santa Claus marching band instrumental. Um, I wanna say that was a $5,000 sync fee on that one. We got 54 submissions, eight forwards. Um, mainstream hip hop songs, 74 submissions, 18 forwards. Uh, alternative dark heavy pop rock songs, 46 submissions, five forwards. Once again, this guy is flat out lying and pulling these numbers of 5,000 to one, what a ratio, 5,000 to one, completely out of his butt. He's just making it up as he goes. Why do you think that is? Could it be because he's trying to dissuade musicians from joining taxi so they'll spend their money on his course? Inquiring minds want to know. I know, I want to know. And the guy's trying to get you to think that taxi is a scam? Could the question be, what would you, what would you want? No, sorry, I messed that up. Could the question be, why would you want to do business with a company that relies on inferences that its perceived competitors are a scam when the owner of that company flat out lies about things like these numbers and presents them as though they are facts? He's putting it out there as fact in order to harm the reputation of another company, whatever that biggest company might be. Again, I don't know for certain that he meant taxi, but I can't think of another company. So maybe I've overlooked another big company that sends out listing, uh, listings and that he's referring to. So I would like, and I'm looking at you right now, you know who you are, I wanna invite you to join me on a live episode of Taxi TV right here, okay? right here in front of this microphone and this camera. I know you're in LA now. Um, and, and join me on Taxi TV so you can correct me and tell me about those other big companies that send out tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of listing, or to listings, like tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. I wanna know who those competitors are. You'd think I would know because they are my competitors, right? Um, and, and if you can name them, and I'm wrong, I will literally apologize to you on camera and kiss your naked butt. I will do it. I promise you I'll do it. So come on over, you know who you are. If not, do you think it might be a good idea for this guy to educate himself about a little thing called UCL statutes? Do you guys know what those are? Otherwise known as unfair competition laws. If this dude did check it out, he might very well run across information like this. Both state and federal laws afford you the ability to sue fellow business owners who engage in this practice, so it's smart to understand the concept. I'm quoting a website here. Uh, it's okay to be competitive with other companies, but it isn't okay to be deceptive or unethical. Lawmakers refer to any unethical or deceptive business practices that harm other businesses or consumers as unfair competition. False advertising, false representation of a brand services, hmm. Uh, and the like could fall under state and federal UCL statutes and can be actionable. He might also, this is our, our friend here, he might also find out that consumers can file a class action lawsuit in these cases where they've been dissuaded from doing business with one company based on false advertising or false representations by another company. And by the way, I want to mention, this is really interesting. 
I want to mention that a music library owner who we really like a lot, and he's actually been on Taxi TV, or I think he was on maybe the prequels for the Road Rally a couple of years ago. Um, I believe, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing at one point that they work together on a course and they do like consulting or judging instrumental cues together or something. Anyway, that music library owner, um, who again, Taxi likes a lot, he's a good guy, runs listings with Taxi and is very recently, is like recently is about a week ago or less, informed us that he's signed at least five taxi members. So apparently taxi is kosher enough for his friend or business associate or partner, whatever this gentleman is, um, kosher enough that, that he'll run listings and sign members from taxi. Um, but yet our YouTube guy seems to be inferring that taxi is a scam, quote unquote scam, uh, when he clearly knows better. So it's not like he's accidentally saying this. Blows my mind. Anyway, I think I've quoted this guy enough to make the point today. And I think this isn't the only video that he's done this sort of thing. And so please let me know if you see any others. Um, you can email a link to the, uh, those YouTube videos at liz at taxi.com. Um, I just saw one today about 10 minutes before I went live. He's got a, a new video, uh, something like, make sure you don't join any toxic music communities. <laughs> oh, good thing he's saving all of you from joining a toxic music community. Um, and then he's got another one that was out like a month or two ago called Cattle Call Companies. I'm sure, he, again, he was probably inferring taxi. But, you know, why would somebody tear other companies down? I'm guessing his business is seeing a drop in revenue right now because of the economy. I think all businesses are. And he's panicking, and it just never occurred to him, gee, this could probably um, be caused by the economy, but no, I'm going to assume that it's my competitors. So one by one, I'm going to pick them off by telling a bunch of lies on camera and acting like I'm Joe Sincere. He's not sincere. He's full of shit. The guy is full of it. Anyway, uh, I want to read you some quotes I got from our members. How many? I'm, oh, good. I'm doing really good on time. I thought this show was going to go really long. Okay. I, I found some things that were applicable to this uh, on our website, on, on the taxi website. This one's from Chris Moser from Bern, Switzerland. Chris told us, I got a publishing deal that was the result of a taxi forward for the spy style instrumentals listing. Two days later, the publisher who ran the listing signed the track. The other deal I recently got was a pop instrumental for the Asian market, and the producer who ran the listing contacted me and asked me to collaborate in a group of composers, producers, and top top liners to feed material. That's hard to say, top top liners, uh, to feed material to the Asian market. Uh, there's something important coming up here. Recently, another publisher contacted me because he was following the Taxi Forward Forum and noticed one of my posts. So somebody got signed because they were actually in the Taxi Forum. Um, I've always told you guys that, that music library owners and music supervisors have been known to hang out in the forum. They, they hide themselves generally, but they're in there. Um, that resulted in a contract I signed a week ago. That's the sixth contract since I started with Taxi in 2021. I like the fact that taxi listings are the highway to meet great opportunities. Yes, we are. We're the highway. And here's the, the most poignant part of his post. Um, I don't have time because of a full-time job uh, to research libraries and submissions, write them, send my tracks to one library at a time, and hope it sticks. Taxi has allowed me to fully focus on writing and getting better at what I'm doing. There's no alternative to Taxi for me. I owe all my success so far to Taxi. Uh, again, that was from Chris Moser in Bern, Switzerland. Um, and that was a quote. Um, and now I've got one from Danilo Carnavale from Milan, Italy. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, and here, this first part is from the publisher. It actually signed Danilo's music. Uh, writing with the exciting news, the taxi member Danilo, I don't know if it's Danilo or Danilo Carnavale, signed a bunch of excellent tunes with us from early in his 90s Italian rock band, Ultra Corpi. Um, 
and this is still the publisher or the label talking, we don't stumble upon music like this very often. So thank you, Taxi, as always, for this introduction. And congrats to Danilo and the rest of Ultracorpi. And this is from D uh, Danilo himself. He says, it's difficult to describe how I feel about your comments. So honored to have met you through taxis talking to the publisher. Uh, after all these years from conceiving these songs, it's both puzzling and wonderful at the same time. And it's come at a stage of my life when things are finally starting to align. Glad to hear that. Um, after a lifetime of music making on the side, just like thousands of musicians, really, the time has come for some recognition. It sounds as though almost 30 years ago we were spontaneously creating something that's worth it and that has apparently stood the test of time. So grateful to you and all the staff at the company, a label of unparalleled professionalism and rare sensitivity. He's talking about the label that signed him, and I completely agree. I love that label. As I said before, your way of approaching musicians and their creations goes well beyond mere music business. Also, thanks to Taxi and all the staff for being such an important liaison between musicians in the multifaceted world of the music business, it's definitely worked for me. A special greeting from Italy to all of you at Taxi. Um, and then he talks about another thing he got forwarded and got uh, picked up by a Canadian label asking me to write a 10-track CD. So one submission, one track from Taxi got forwarded. They asked him to write a 10-track CD. He joined Taxi nine months ago. He hasn't been particularly active. These results came from seven submissions, which makes a total of almost 30% of his submissions found success. Um, Taxi is a very useful hub for every musician who is fed up with shooting in the dark, writing countless emails to music supervisors, music libraries, and labels. It takes out the guesswork as you have the opportunity to target your music to specific requests from the end client. The process of submitting is very straightforward and quick. Uh, so anyway, thank you, Danilo. Um, you made my point, which is not everybody has the time to do all that stuff. You can do it yourself, but maybe a middleman is the right thing for you. It might not be for others. This is from, and I'm going to butcher this last name, and I'm so sorry, Candace. Her last name, Candace Sussenjar, maybe, S-U-S-N-J-A-R from North Perth, Washington. Uh, this is a massive thank you and report of the wonderful success I've had with Taxi thus far. Taxi was recommended me by a podcast host who I respect and admire. I wasn't expecting a forward for at least six months to a year and was pleasantly surprised when my fifth submission was forwarded in the first few weeks of joining along with a few others. The music library contacted me a few days later and I've now signed 10 tracks with them. Hopefully more to come. What I love about Taxi are the real-life opportunities that present themselves every day. The, these listings are music libraries and publishers who actually want our music. I've heard so much talk about writing. This is really important. Pay attention, guys. I've heard so much talk about writing full albums and sending them to libraries. Rather than writing a full album, spending weeks or months perfecting the arrangements and mixes, to hear back that the mixes or arrangements aren't quite there or not hearing back at all, with Taxi, you submit one song and then get immediately get the feedback needed to apply to the next song. This is one of the main reasons I joined Taxi. It's time-saving, and if you really want to, it's time-saving if you really want to improve your skills. I also love the variety of listings, uh, which gets me out of my comfort zone to try new genres and experiment with different sounds. Also, a huge fan of Taxi TV. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I've learned so much about all aspects of sync licensing business, songwriting, and the behind-the-scenes information uh, of the mysterious, in quotes, air quotes, for me, uh, it's mysterious screening process. It's not that mysterious. It's a bunch of people who actually know what's needed for listings, and I trust them. The bar is set high, and I greatly appreciate that. Taxi has literally changed my life. It's given me more focus and drive and a real chance of getting my music signed. So thank you very much, um, Candace. And I'm so sorry I butchered your last name. I will practice for the next time. Uh, this one's from John Mears in Hermitage, Tennessee. This is uh, starting out with the music library dropping us a note. Um, Looping in our friends at Taxi to let you all know about another Mears Butter Brothers placement. Thanks to me will be in episode 311 of 911 Lone Star airing tonight. That one's on Fox. 
Um, also want to let you fellows know that your song Beer, Pop, and Whiskey Stop will be in tomorrow's episode of Young Sheldon airing on CBS. Um, and, and I'm guessing all those things that I mentioned before, all the placements that I mentioned before, the 10 from that one library alone, those were all stink feet placements. Uh, I'm guessing, but that's a very educated guess. Um, yeah, you don't get a song on Young Sheldon on CBS like these two or, or 911 Lone Star without getting a sink fee. Um, the Mears brothers themselves added, we owe so much to Taxi for all of our success. Taxi opened the door for us with the company we signed with being that label publisher. And they've been instrumental in getting us a ton of placements in several TV and films, TV shows and films. Uh, this is the fourth placement for this song alone. One song's been placed four times. Taxi works hard to open doors for writers. The rest is up to us writers to keep those doors open. Thanks for all you guys do. Okay, so enough of all of that. I hope you're now better able to decide if you need a company like Taxi, a middleman, uh, a cattle call company, a scam, mind you, a scammy cattle call company, or you have the time and business skills to do the legwork yourself. Because you may. And if you do, remember, taxi is the second best way. <laughs> Only the second best way. Anyway. Um, whew. Yeah, that was disappointing. You know, I, I want to tell you a little inside baseball on this. I was going to say gentleman, but I'm not. Um, I actually have really enjoyed some of his videos and thought he was doing a solid educating people uh, until I realized he was just using it basically as like clickbait to get people to buy his um, consulting or whatever, his program, his course, whatever you call it. And, and I actually called this guy about three years ago, I want to say, pre-COVID. Everything for me now is like pre-COVID, post-COVID. Um, and I called him up and left a voicemail saying, I would love, I complimented him and said, great job, man. Uh, and I was going to invite him to be on Taxi TV and I was going to invite him to be on the main stage in the Grand Ballroom at the Road Rally. Dude never called me back. I think I may have also emailed him, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But then one day, um, I was looking at uh, one of his videos and he had on a taxi member that I know pretty well who's been on taxi TV. And the funny thing was, you know, a few weeks before the taxi member reported um, something to the effect of he was now making as much money from taxi. And I'm not talking about Matt Vanderbilt, it was somebody else. Um, I think it was Mark Himley, I want to say. Um, great guy, um, lives here in LA, school teacher, or no, maybe Himley doesn't live here. Anyway, whatever the case is, he got a check that indicated to him that he could now make as much money doing music as he could with his day gig. Uh, and lo and behold, he shows up on this guy's show um, and the guy, the host of the show who thinks taxi is a scam, uh, says, uh, yeah, this guy is a member of my thing and he just got um, his, uh, you know, he just got this BMI statement that said he's making as much from music as he is from, um, from his day job. And he made it sound like the guy got it because he was a member of this guy's thing. So I went on there and posted a comment, uh, a particular placement that I think I'm getting this right. It's been years, but my memory is, is that the guy, the member got a placement that was through a taxi listing and forward and connection. But yet this other joker left that part out and it was kind of making it like it happened because he was one of his clients. So I posted a thing and very nice, just said, by the way, I, I believe that that placement resulted from a forward for a taxi listing. The guy who has the YouTube site took down my comment. He didn't want anybody to know that, but he's a great guy. He's so sincere, so sincere. Anyway, um, I hope you are now better able to decide if you have the skill set and the time and you don't have little league and science fairs and all that stuff, they, you can do it all yourself. Um, I've said it, I'm looking for the brochure. It's no longer, it's somewhere else, but uh, yeah, you can do it yourself if you want to, if you've got the time and the chops. And now it's time. This is what you've all really been waiting for the big news on Taxi's new feature. 
Um, and I'm going to wing this. I didn't write any notes. I had 18 pages of notes on all that other crap uh, about taxi being a scam. Uh, <laughs> we had a meeting the other day, last week, uh, with 15 music library owners in the U.S., uh, and we asked for their input on this idea. We had two iterations of the idea. We've been talking about this for years, and we finally come up, came up with a couple of simple ways to pull this one off or that one off. And it was the first time a lot of these library owners had met each other. They really enjoyed the Zoom meeting. Um, and some, several of them have told me that they loved it so much that they'd be happy to attend these meetings again. So we're gonna start doing them regularly. Um, and as I mentioned, we only did this one for US libraries because of the time zone issue, but we're gonna do one probably next week. Uh, and we'll come in like seven or eight in the morning and do one for uh, our European and Middle Eastern and Asian clients um, and see how they feel about this idea. But we're moving ahead with it and it may take us a little bit. We got to do some programming uh, of our website and the database. Uh, we're going to have to change a little bit of the screening process. And here's the idea. <sighs> Screeners hear stuff pretty much on a daily basis, I think, having been a screener myself at some point, you hear stuff that's just not right for listing and you scratch your head and go, why would somebody send this in when clearly it's not close to the style, uh, but it's really good. And, but we can't forward it to the company. And we actually suggested, one of the things we suggested in the meeting was having something like a B list where we would have the regular forwards on an A list followed by some sort of demarcation, a bar or a graphic, whatever. And then below that, here's a list of other stuff we heard that had nothing to do with what you asked for, but it's pretty damn good. And maybe you would sign it to your library. And of course, a lot of this is motivated because I personally get frustrated as hell when I see somebody go on the taxi forum or maybe one of those other toxic environments for musicians, I don't know, I'm having too much fun today. Uh, and uh, people say, yeah, I didn't get this forwarded by taxi, but I did get it signed into another library. Well, maybe the reason you didn't get forwarded with taxi is because you sent in, you know, indie pop in the listing was for singer songwriter or something, you know, where it just didn't line up. Because believe me, we want to forward it. But the libraries didn't like that idea of having a B list. Maybe I shouldn't have called it a B list. I actually corrected myself in the meeting and said, guys, I'm not saying it's B list, like B quality material. It's just, here's the A list. I should have called it list one and list two, not A and B. My fault. Anyway, they understood that the A and B really didn't mean that much. And um, anyway, uh, they didn't like that idea. Uh, they said, stay focused on what we asked for. And I said, yeah, but we hear stuff that's really good. So here's my other idea, library owners. And that is that we're going to have a button where the screeners, when they hear something that doesn't fit the listing, they can hit a button that throws it into yet another bucket. Um, you guys are all aware that we've been doing compilations for years. Lately, we've ramped up the frequency of which we've been doing these compilations. We've done like Halloween music and emotional singer-songwriter compilations, um, news orchestrals, I believe. Anyway, those compilations are wildly popular. When they get blasted out, literally taxi members start getting phone calls and emails, literally the minute that the emails are sent out. Excuse me. And we know people are listening because we send it on disco. And we can see how many people have listened and you know who opened it, who listened, etc. Um, and we can see what's been downloaded. And then we find out from members like, uh, some members, not all of you, by the way, but some members are nice enough to say, by the way, uh, I, I think it was maybe Keith LeBrant or Greg Carosa. One of those guys said, I had three different libraries call me because I had something on this latest compilation years. So with uh, the libraries like the compilations clearly um, and find them valuable. So uh, what we're going to do and this may get a little bit of refining before we finalize it and roll it out, but we are going to have a separate button when the screener hears something. First, they would hit the return button, and then they could hit the compilation bucket button. And, it, and that song or track would be shunted off to an electronic bucket along with, I'm guessing, dozens. We're, we're not going to do this every time we hear something that you think is amazing or your mom thinks is amazing or your girlfriend, whatever. 
um, we're not going to be that liberal. It, it's going to have to be really freaking amazing. But it does frustrate the hell out of us when we hear something that is amazing that we can't forward. And by the way, the libraries were pretty much raving about the quality of what they get from Taxi. It's like, don't change the service. We love it just like it is. It was a, a very heartwarming meeting for those of us on the Taxi side of the, the meeting, the Zoom. Um, so don't think, oh boy, I can just send a bunch of stuff in um, that's not right for listing and Taxi's going to hit that extra button and throw it in that bucket because um, we're going to be as picky as we are when we forward stuff. It's going to have to be spectacularly good. And the other thing it's going to have to be is, can we see a library wanting to sign this? Because sometimes you hear great music, but it's not applicable for film and TV. It just isn't. It'd be a great record song, it'd be a great radio song, great Spotify song, but not right for film and TV for various reasons. Could be the lyric, could be, I don't know, whatever, too linear and boring and just doesn't have any forward momentum, whatever the reasons are. Um, so if we hear something that is truly like every library that does this type of music or has clients that want that type of music would want this, it's going to go in a bucket. And then at the end of the month, and this is the part we haven't absolutely figured out yet, whether we're going to do a committee or whether it goes to the head screener or whether it goes to another round of screeners, we're not exactly sure, but it's going to be one of those things or something like that. And they will whittle what I'm guessing is probably going to be 100 or 200 things at the end of a month that are in that bucket. And they'll whittle that down to probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 30 10 to 25, somewhere like that. We're not going to send anybody 100 things. We're certainly not going to send anybody 5,000 things, are we, buddy? You know who I'm talking to, right? I know you're watching. <laughs> right now, you've got steam shooting out of your ears. Good. Serves you right. Um, so anyway, this is going to help our members get their music picked up by libraries that would want that kind of music. Um, Will the artists know if it's on the compilation? Yes, we will be reaching out to the people who make it onto the compilation because, and here's an important thing that was brought up by the libraries, but we anticipated it before they brought it up. And that is we get members quite frequently, sadly, that um, get forwarded for an exclusive listing. And then when the library reaches out to them, the member goes, exclusive? I don't want to sign in for an, ex an exclusive deal. But hey, <clears throat> you submitted your music for a listing that said exclusive in all caps twice in the body of the listing. You submitted your music for an exclusive deal. And yet when the library owner calls you, you say, I would never sign an exclusive deal. Then why the hell did you submit your music for an exclusive listing? So we are going to have to painstakingly pick up the phone or send out emails to everybody who goes on that compilation and say, do we have your permission to put you in this compilation, number one? And number two, do you attest to the fact that it's not signed elsewhere uh, and that you don't have uh, like a, a publishing admin deal with CD Baby or TuneCore or any of those folks? Not that I'm saying anything bad about those companies. It's just you can't be signed to their publishing or admin thing and sign an exclusive deal with the production music library. So we're going to have to vet the stuff that goes on the um, compilation CD. And once we've assured ourselves that we can assure the, the, our clients that everybody on here has said that they would sign an exclusive deal, because I would say probably 80% of the libraries that are going to get it are going to be exclusive, um, then we will send out the compilation. Um, so there you go. Uh, and now I would love to get some feedback from you guys. First of all, give me feedback on, on what you think about this person who clearly, rather than marketing the strength of his own company, has decided to tear down uh, middlemen and toxic music communities because everybody else in the industry must suck other than his company. How did you feel about that?
<laughs> Zen chief engineer, minus one about the guy, plus one on the idea. Thank you. Uh, now, having music on Spotify doesn't exclude you from other publishers. Spotify just puts out there for people to stream it. Um, they don't actually publish it. Now, you may sign with libraries that say, we'd prefer that uh, it's not on Spotify. Can you take it down? Um, uh, whoops. Karen Mitchell says she ignores anybody saying bad stuff about taxi. Thank you, Karen. Um, and I ignore anybody saying making fun of Karens on YouTube <laughs> or TikTok, which I don't have TikTok, just say it. Um, poor form, grow up, <laughs> that one. Uh, guy sounds like a jerk. I, the funny thing is he comes across like a really sincere guy. I invited him to be, I was going to invite him if he'd called me back or answered my email, to be on Taxi TV. Even though we are competitive in a sense, I thought he was giving out great information. Used to. Um, minus one on the guy, plus one on the new idea. Better an exclusive deal than no deal. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, Gloria Covington said, I had to defend Taxi at a Zoom meeting that I attended uh, who said untruths. Well, Gloria, if you would like to connect me with the person that ran that, I would be more than happy to go on and, and answer anybody's questions. Um, Martin Frog says, the songs that are right to pitch to an artist do have to be very good. By making music that works for film and TV at any level, you will set yourself up for writing a hit someday. That's true. Writing for film and TV makes you get better and faster. Make better choices about sounds, mixing stuff. It's just, you know, the more you use those muscles, the stronger you get. Uh, yeah, Gloria, let me know. I would love to go on that Zoom. Uh, it's amazing how many people will talk crap about Taxi. It's like, hello, we can see you. And, and people do it in private groups and other people rat them out. I love that. I get people that actually send me login credentials for some Facebook groups where they're talking trash about taxi. It's like, dude, you need to go in there and check this out. I don't. I, I would never take anybody's login connect uh, credentials for something that's private. That's not my style. Um, Ulysses Carter, this is funny, I like your, Ulysses, strong, strong like bull, says weakling trying to tear down the strong. <laughs> Very apropos with your name. Um, Lamar Franklin says he's surprised it doesn't happen, more video. Um, wow. Timothy Rue said, I watched that one podcast and it may have been the same guy, but the advantage of taxi outweighed his offer. Um, Robbie Hancock says, haters are going to hate and likely because of jealousy. It's likely because of jealousy and he's losing money. Taxi's amazing. Thanks, Robbie. Just ignore him. Well, after today's show, I will, unless he keeps his stuff up. And if he doesn't take down those videos, then I, I will quit handling it. My lawyer will take care of it. Um, he's probably never been involved in a big boy lawsuit has no idea that they take years. It's not like TV where you walk in and the judge goes, yeah, this is a BS lawsuit, throws it out. Doesn't happen like that. It takes years. Uh, and, and hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend yourself and prove that you're not guilty. Um, have I had to do that? Yes, I have. We were totally not guilty in a lawsuit. Took five years of my life and hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. And you don't get any of that money back. Um, Timothy Cook says, I saw the video you're talking about, decided that was the last one of his that I'll watch. I was a member of his review community for a few months. Uh, Kurt Young says, it's envy and insecurity. Um, let's see, the, the guy would be an amazing speaker for the next rally, but most probably not. Uh, <laughs> David Berube. Hi, David. Uh, it's all right. You missed five minutes of me up front trying to get my video to work, even though I did my setup like two hours before the show today. Um, it's totally fine that you're late. We don't take attendance and you don't get bad grades here. Uh, the road rally alone is worth the investment in yourself. Yep. Uh, sounds like Politico's The Daily News. <laughs> The more iterations of music making you do, the better you get. Absolutely. Um, 
Sorry to hear this is happening. Thank you. Uh, alternatively, I can make some cement boots and throw them in a river. Sure. Go for it. Now watch. Somebody will actually do that to him, and then you're going to get the blame because you said that publicly, Robbie. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, all right. So you guys like the idea, huh? Um, oh, here's what I want you to do after today's show is I would love it. I would really appreciate it. First of all, if you could give us a thumbs up and like us, that would be awesome. Um, second of all, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do. Um, and after the show's over, if you could just go on our YouTube channel and underneath today's video, if you would be so kind as to suggest what we call this new thing. Um, and understand that you're, you know, it's like you're kind of giving up your ownership to the name um, if you're posting it publicly, but I need help. I've been trying to come up with a name for this thing for years, and apparently I blew it with the other iteration of what the idea could have been with the A-list and B-list. telling you, library owners were not enthused about the B-list. The compilation corner, no, it's got to have a name that... Um, that the libraries relate to as well. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm stumped. I'm really stumped. So I really appreciate your help on this. Um, let's give a microphone away. And then I also want to tell you, well, I'll mention it now. Um, I am really excited about next Monday's show. I have the vice president, and I believe he's director or general manager of Criteria Studios. There we go. That's actually Criteria Studio A. That's my backdrop today. Um, that is where I started my career. And the first record I ever worked on was in that room uh, with a band called Firefall um, with a song called You Are the Woman. And it was recorded right there in that room. Not with that console, not with those happy looking yellow monitors, but it was in Studio A at Criteria. And if I'm not mistaken, I think like Almond Brothers' Eat a Peach, which was such a great album, was done in that room. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my alma mater. I used to get to go to work there every day and loved every minute of it and appreciated how incredibly fortunate I was. So I, I'm still um, very good friends with the guy who runs that place, who was a toddler, and his mother was my boss when I worked there in the mid-70s, like 74, 75, or 75, 76, whatever it was. He was a toddler, and now he's in his 40s, and he runs that place. He, there have been so many, literally hundreds of gold and platinum albums that have been made in that studio. He's got studio stories to tell, amazing. So he, a very bright guy, very articulate. He's gonna be my guest next week. God only knows it's gonna happen, but I can guarantee you, he's gonna be interesting. The stories are gonna be awesome. Um, <laughs> Zen Chief Engineer, missed it by this much. Um, <laughs> Very good. Second send opportunity. Don't post them here because this flies by. Uh, post them in the comments section under uh, underneath the video later. Okay, let's give this microphone away. So um, I'm trying to think of what we're going to do. We're not going to do plus ones today. And I hate to say people who live overseas can't do it because just sending something like this over there costs sometimes more than the thing actually is worth. There have been times we tried to order uh, uh, the same thing on Amazon, but it wouldn't deliver to their country, whatever. It's a pain in the butt. But you know what? I'll take my chances today. Um, We're giving away a dual pattern USB microphone called an ARA from USB or from AKG. Um, and I actually had two of these and I plugged one in and listened to it. It sounds like an AKG microphone. It's a relatively inexpensive USB mic. But the interesting thing is it, it can pick up like a figure eight, like from two sides, or it can pick up straight in front. So um, you could do a group application. Like if you were doing a podcast and had three people sitting around a table, this is what you want. Um, Pierre, thank you. Already got a USB mic. You won't have to send it to Hong Kong. No, but I'll fly it over there myself. Um, Katrina, you're in Melbourne? I didn't know that. Uh, we've tried purchasing, I'm not from an overseas dealer 
so much, but uh, we've tried like Amazon and I can't remember who else. And, and you know, can we ship this to France? And the answer was not inexpensively. It literally was, for some of the books, the shipping was like two or three times the price of the book. Anyway, uh, is it 24 bit? I do not know. I don't want to rip it open um, to look at the manual, so I don't know. You'll have to Google it, Marion, to find out. All I know is the one that I plugged in um, sounded really, really good. Um, okay, so let's do for everybody that would like to um, have a shot at winning this mic, let's do plus two. Wow, how's that for wild and crazy? So type plus two, and please don't type it like 50 times. Come on, be reasonable. So on one, two, three, go. And Liz is going to then run her finger, the fickle finger of fate, up and down the list, and she's going to go blink, and she's going to pick a winner, and she's going to announce it in the chat. I'm curious to see who wins. I got to say, everything that I've ever tried, we had Harman um, AKG headphones at the Road Rally, um, sounded amazing. Um, they're USB mics, 414s. Whew. Um, can't beat them. Um, they're expensive. You know, they're like, what? What's a 414 cost now? Eight or 900 bucks easily, I think, maybe more. Um, what's the other one? Um, 212. Somebody I know and respect told me that they bought a cup, a pair of 212s and, and they love them. And, and this is somebody who's got four 14s as well. Um, Kurt Young, you are the winner. Congratulations, Kurt. Um, where do you live? <laughs> Let's see if you stay a winner. I can't, I can't take it back. That would be cruel. Um, I think Kurt went to the men's room or to go make a sandwich. Dying to find out where he lives. Uh, Rob Shirley liked the 212s? I don't think it was Rob. Kurt Young says, cool. But tell us where you live, Kurt. Oh, Ohio. Yay, we can ship this to Ohio. All right, so Kurt, here's what you need to do is send an email to Liz at taxi.com. That's L-I-Z at taxi.com. And Liz, send her your address and your cell phone number. And Liz will package this up. It'll go out before, you know, like in the next day or two. Uh, and you should get it within a week, I would imagine. So congratulations. Enjoy it. Let us know how it sounds. Um, all right. I think I am going to wrap things up a little early today. Um, because see you, Edmund. Um, anyway, I hope you guys liked today's show. If you did, if you found the information valuable or maybe even a little entertaining, um, please remember to give us a like. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Um, hit that little alert bell so you find out when we are going live. Um, thank you, Ulysses. Um, Jackson Lucas says it was a waste of his time, to be honest, but you hung in there, didn't you? Um, that's all right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Jackson. Um, that's it. See you next week um, with my friend from Criteria, and you will really enjoy him. He's hysterically funny and really smart. I can't play the outro music because for some reason it ain't getting there. Anyway, see you soon, guys. Bye-bye.